Welcome to the Picture This Photography Podcast, where we talk about all things photography. And today we're going to be talking about why you broke your camera, Tony. Deliberately. Deliberately. And you did it to make your photography better. Yeah, and it really does make a difference. I think you're going to inspire people, but first I'm going to have to tell them about a story that I heard about a broken piano for it all to make sense. But before we do that, let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Because if you want beautiful pictures, you're also gonna want a place to show them off and Squarespace can do that. It's easy, it's affordable, and if you can drag and drop, you can make your very own Squarespace website. So go to squarespace.com Chelsea and use the coupon code Chelsea to get 10% off. All of that is in the description below. Thank you, Squarespace. Tell me about finding your broken piano. Yeah, so Finding Your Broken Piano is a metaphor based on a story that I heard in a TED Talk. And the TED Talk was by Tim Harford, and it was called How Frustration Can Make Us More Creative. And he was talking about this jazz musician, Keith Jarrett, that had a, a big jazz show happening at the Cone Opera House. So they had planned this huge show, but they got the wrong piano delivered somehow. And instead of getting like a great concert hall piano that could project, they instead ended up with this piano that was too small for the space, so it wouldn't project enough sound. The pedals were broken. The black keys were sticking, Tony. The entire right side of the piano, the higher notes, the felt had worn down on the hammers that hit the strings, and so it sounded really tinny and terrible. And then to top it off, the entire piano was out of tune. Imagine showing up to a gig and that's the instrument that you're given. It's a good thing he was a jazz musician because jazz kind of embraces that roll with mistakes and improv sort of mentality. Yeah, but he said no. I know this because I'm a trombone player, you know. <laughs> yeah, you do have that experience as a trombonist, would you call it? Yeah, that's the only option. <laughs> anyway, uh, understandably, Keith Jarrett says, no, I'm not playing on this piano. Uh, but the girl who booked the gig, she was really young. It meant a lot to her. She went out and she begged him and she said, I couldn't get a different piano. I did get the piano tuned. Please, please don't cancel the show. And he said, for you, I will not. And so he did the show anyway. He avoided all of the keys that were messed up that sounded terrible. Uh -huh. And then he worked around the other keys and he ended up playing more towards the middle of the piano. And also he had to really kind of bang on the piano to project the sound so that people could hear it. Tony, people ended up loving it. Wow. The show went really well. In fact, the recording of the show became the number one piano album of all time. And you can check it out. It's called The Colm Concert. That sounds absolutely fascinating. I wonder if we could apply this idea of sort of artificial and surprise limitations to the world of photography. Tony, that's exactly what we're doing today. <laughs> because when we say, find your broken piano, what we mean is break out of this box that you're in with your photography, where you're copying stuff. You're doing the same thing over and over again. You're always in your comfort zone. It's gonna make your photos boring and it's not gonna challenge you. And so today, Tony and I want to challenge you to find your broken piano or your broken camera, as he has, and we're going to talk about ways to inspire your photography. I guarantee by the end of this podcast, you're going to have an idea for a photo shoot or an idea for a photo that you want to take. So hang on, because we're going to have ideas coming up. Okay. Okay. 
Another concept that I read about was the oblique strategy cards. And the oblique strategy cards were developed by a music producer. And he, his job was to come into a studio of musicians. You may have heard of some of them, the band U2. He worked with David Bowie uh, on his Hero album was one of them. He also worked with Coldplay. And he would go into the recording studio and take this nice, comfortable routine that we all have as artists, and he would break it. <laughs> his job was to mess it up. And a lot of the time, the musicians didn't like it. Because he'd come into the room and he'd say, whatever you're doing that you've been comfortable with, you're not doing it today. He had these cards called the oblique strategy cards. And it's a deck of cards with just random like calls to action or little piece of, pieces of inspiration. And he would make them randomly pick these cards and then listen to them. So some of the ideas on these cards were use an old idea, uh, swap instruments. Everyone in the band would swap instruments. And my favorite one is honor thy error as a hidden intention. And I can't tell you how many times the errors that we've made had ended up being our favorite part of a photo. Like one time we went to Harkness State Park to take some photos and then out of the blue, it started just pouring rain. Yeah. And we easily could have just scrapped it. That was definitely our first instinct. And our second instinct was, well, maybe we can run with this. Like, how do we make rain suddenly a part of the theme without letting our camera gear get soaked? And those ended up being some of the first pictures that I ever put in my portfolio. And what really made them outstanding was that rain. Yeah, I don't think that you would have ever packed up your gear and headed out into the rain for a portrait shoot. No, we absolutely didn't do that. Uh, another time was we were shooting... Uh, a wedding. And I wanted this sort of, I liked the glow that was in the grasses. Mm -hmm. We posed the bride and groom in this field of reeds and they were all backlit and kind of glowing and it was beautiful, but the lens simply could not handle the contrast. It was just a technical limitation of the gear we had. It ended up being completely washed out. But their theme was a very sort of vintage theme. They were dressed a little bit retro. Yeah. And the washed out look ended up kind of giving it like a vintage film look. And so I actually decided just to roll with that. And those pictures ended up being great. You honored thy error as a hidden intention, Tony. <laughs> That's exactly what you did. Yes. And there are so many other things that you can do to improve your photos where you're taking something that might be a mistake or you're taking something that might be broken and then you're making it work for you. And we've had those instances over and over again. So. That TED Talk that I listened to really resonated with me, and I wanted to bring that into the photography world and inspire other people with it. I think errors are one of the few places where you can have genuine, unique uh, creativity, where you can do something that is not inspired by something you've read before, because it's, it's unintentional. The conscious mind is actually, it's very difficult to extract any completely original idea out of it. And but I your think, mistakes, they can be original. Yeah, and I think that that's like a a really wholesome way of finding inspiration. A lot of times people want those like subconscious, those unconscious ideas to come through when you hear of like, especially musicians resorting to drugs or something. I don't even think that's necessary. I think you can really open up your unconscious by just being open to mistakes. Um, because I feel that so, so many times people feel like they have so much to lose when you don't. Like, what do you have to lose? You're not gonna get likes on Instagram or something. You can experiment and you can play and you can embrace the errors. You always know how to undo them and get back to where you started, but I find people have a harder time with embracing uh, the errors and getting rid of the fear. 
that's going to be some that's a challenge so on the topic of brian emo and his cards yeah i sort of made a gift for everybody viewing and that's some free inspiration cards for photographers specifically and i made this sort of they look like flash cards and each one breaks some aspect of what you're currently doing you can go to sdp.io chaos and download them but some of them are put tape on your lens include a random object in the frame use a one second slow shutter. Yeah. If you're lacking inspiration, you can pull these out and pull a random one from the deck and just force yourself to do that and see where it goes from there. Yes. And you should be aware, uh, Brian even specifically says like a list does not work. You need to be, you need them to be in cards so that you can choose them randomly. So you can add more cards if you like, but make sure you actually print it out and cut them out and get cards. I think that the big takeaway, like I was saying, is you can't be afraid to fail and you have to be willing to try something new. You have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable if you want to be creative because that's always the place where you're going to find something new, right? Okay, after the break, I want to talk about more of our broken piano moments, moments when we found inspiration from things not working. But I also want to get to your broken camera and talk about what you're doing, why you made your camera less effective and broke it to find inspiration. Yeah, most of the audience is going to completely hate what I did to my perfectly good Fuji X-T4. But first, a word from our sponsor, Squarespace. If you need any type of website, Squarespace is the perfect place to do it. Chelsea and I both have portfolios hosted on Squarespace. We just dragged our pictures in and chose a gorgeous design and it works great everywhere with fantastic analytics and a store that you can use to order prints or reserve a spot for a portrait session. Can I also say that's a great way to find inspiration is putting up your best photo on your own portfolio online and then like working to replace it with another good photo. Yes. And in fact, when we were making this podcast, both of us went and looked at our own portfolios to just quickly review our best work to remember stories that we could include in it. If you want your own Squarespace website, head to squarespace.com slash Chelsea, get a 14 day free trial. If you love it, use the coupon code Chelsea and you'll get 10% off. Thanks Squarespace. Okay, so speaking of our broken piano moments, these we went through our photos, like we were saying, some of them on our portfolios, some of them in my terribly organized files on my desktop. We were looking at pictures and what brought us to the pictures that we like. And so we wanted to show you some examples. So one of them is actually the cover of our Lightroom Classic CC book. And I like this one as an example because we broke everything that we normally do to make this picture. First of all, we completely made the light source. We made a video about it too. We went to the hardware store, we picked out a bunch of random parts, and then we put them together to make this cool starburst light. Um, I'll put the link to that video down below so you can watch if you want. And we started with a light that we'd never used before. Then we added a lens that we hadn't really used before. What was it? It was some manual It was a Rokinon 85 millimeter F1.4. And yeah. it's manual focus. Yes. In fact, it's manual everything. It doesn't talk to the camera at all. It was really hard to use. We had a lot of messed up shots, in fact. Yeah, but you were having fun with that lens, even though it wasn't the perfect lens. It was a lens that was inspiring you in the moment because it was different. Yeah, the fact that it was a little bit of a challenge made me want to pick it up. And that's part of what inspired the whole shoot. Sometimes a new piece of gear, especially a weird piece of gear, is a great way to inspire yourself. Yeah, it doesn't have to be expensive or anything. It can just be something that makes you work outside of your usual workflow. So we had this light that we made. We had this lens that was 
kind of new to us. And we did all of these different crazy things for the photo shoot. And you can see we had different models. We had hats. I think we had wigs. We had Justin in there. We had our friend Richard in there. And then we went to go get a package and there was bubble wrap. And I grabbed that and just used that as like a cape. And that ended up being the final picture. And in fact, we like this picture a lot, but so did a ring light company because they like stole it and used it on a <laughs> on a product. Yeah, that's a whole other podcast. But we we couldn't have really planned that. We had to be open to all the failure along the way. We had to take a bunch of out-of-focus pictures. You know, it was a whole process of play and creativity and not being afraid to fail. Yeah, you don't always know where you're going to end up when no. you start a journey. This next photo is a photo of me it, and I have like kind of pink makeup on and I have these cherry blossoms, like a little sash on. And this photo was inspired by me loving this beautiful blooming cherry blossom in a backyard. And I wanted to incorporate the flowers in a photo, but didn't want to just do it as a background like you might see. So I challenged myself with making a shirt out of flowers. And that's example an example of looking to another medium for inspiration for me. So something I like to do is be inspired by music, bring it back to my photography. Be inspired by clothing, bring it back to my photography. And I've done that many, many times. So I made the shirt, then the shirt inspired the makeup, then the makeup inspired the background. And by just letting myself play and be creative, I was able to get the shot that I like. A similar story I have of inspiration is just finding a can of spray atmosphere, yeah. which sort of makes a fog in the room, and then figuring out how I could make one of those beams of light from the Game of Thrones. And I started out just figuring out how to do that. But then once I did it, I thought, oh, okay, where should I do this? And we started in the basement with a pool table. And I thought, we have a beam of light and a pool table. How can we construct a story around this? And that ended up becoming one of my handful of shots in my portfolio. That's how much I liked it. And it started with just starting with this random element of smoke and wanting to recreate a Game of Thrones scene. Yeah, you loved all the lighting in Game of Thrones. Every time we watched it, you'd be like, look at that light beam. I want a light beam like that. <laughs> and then I wanted to also give an example of a photo where I didn't have really anything that I needed, but I still tried to make it work. And that's this photo of me. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm dressed in business attire. And then there's three businessmen behind me and one of them is stepping on me. I knew that I, what I wanted this photo to look like, but I didn't expect myself to be the model. And I didn't know where to find three male models or more, but I did have myself and Tony. And so I figured out how to get him to stand in different positions and take different shots and Photoshop it all together. And um, I ended up liking it more with us in the shot because I actually ended up being more true to what my vision would have been than having to arrange all these models. So you may think you don't have all of the tools you need to take a great photo, but our point is it's there. Don't be pushed away by your limitations. Lean into them and work with them and work around them and be creative and accept the possibility that you might fail, but that that failure might turn into something beautiful. Solid advice. Okay. Let's finally talk about my broken camera already. Yeah, because when you asked the person to help you with this project, they thought you were a little nuts. Yes. So I have an X-T4. That is the camera I use when I'm enjoying taking pictures. It's not necessarily the one I pick up for a professional shoot, but when I'm shooting for Tony 
It's what I use because I love the process of photography with this, but I also use it as a camera to inspire creativity. And I want as connected as analog and experience as possible. And the camera does help me with that because it has just big analog dials instead of LCD screens. I've also taken off all the Fuji lenses. They're nice, but what I'm using is a Nikon lens from the 70s. And I've adapted it using a speed booster. So I get those sort of full frame results. I've made a whole video about how I sort of adapt those lenses. But tell them how you broke it. Well, that's part of it because <laughs> these Nikon lenses, they're completely manual. There's no autofocus. So I've broken the autofocus right there. Okay. And there's also no, I, I have to mechanically adjust the aperture. But the biggest thing I've done is completely break the rear screen by encasing it in a leather case. And what this means is there's no convenient reviewing of my photos. You actually contacted the guy that makes these cases and said, can you make a case for me that completely covers the back of the camera? Yeah, it's the Casa leather cases and they're absolutely my, my favorite. But they always reveal the back screen, which of course is what every client wants. And I said to him, you know what? Just please cover the rear screen because I don't want to see it. I, I want the option of not seeing it. Of course, I could take the case off and use it. But for those times when I don't want people looking over my shoulder to see the shot I just took, Ooh. when I want to be forced to hold the camera up to my eye, when I at least want to make it inconvenient to review pictures or go into the menus, it helps me. And I love using it because of that. And those sorts of restrictions can really inspire you in a way that you cannot easily anticipate. Some companies get this, like Leica has, I think it's called the MD camera yeah. and something like $8,000, which is an outrageous price. And it has one notable feature. It does not have any rear screen. It's their broken piano model. It is. Mm -hmm. And what the most practical of photographers won't understand, but maybe those people willing to spend eight grand on a camera get is that Sometimes removing features actually aids your creativity and aids your productivity and allows you to see things a little bit differently by focusing you to work different. So we know a photographer that worked with one 50 millimeter lens for a year to restrict himself to just one angle of view. He wanted to know just that focal length. And at the time, I'm a very practical person. I thought that was completely bonkers. Like, that doesn't make any sense. What's the big deal about using 50 millimeters? But many years later, I started doing the same thing myself, just bringing one prime lens along with me and really getting to know it. And some of my best pictures have come out of that process. And the weirder the lens, the more creative I get with it. Like, you can get really inexpensive manual focus fisheye lenses that are super interesting and fun to use. I have this Rokinon or Metacon 50 millimeter F095 lens, yeah. which is appalling. Technically it's awful, but it's so interesting to use because it has this crazy heavy vignetting and nothing is ever sharp and really you're almost never in focus, but it has a cool look to it and it makes me think about things differently. So you don't have to spend a lot of money. You could just take a big piece of tape and stick that across your rear screen if you wanted to limit yourself. You could stick your lens in manual focus or do what I did and just buy a, like a $30 lens from the 70s or 80s and an adapter and stick it on your camera. But those artificial limitations, especially when you don't have to deliver something, when you're looking to be creative, they can make a big difference. Absolutely. And even before I heard it kind of succinctly spoken about with the whole broken piano metaphor, 
I realized once I knew that metaphor, I was looking back and I realized this is something that I do all of the time as a creative person without really thinking about it. So I will restrict myself to a color scheme if I'm doing a photo shoot, or I'll restrict myself to one light. If I'm gonna do portraits, I'll say, let me see what I can do with one light. I have a ton of lights. I have a whole lighting setup. I have a full studio, but sometimes I wanna see what I can do with one. Or I'll say, what can I do with two colors, two gels, blue and pink? Let me see what I can do. And by limiting myself, I find I'm more creative. When I have every option, I often can't function. Um, I wrote down some more things that I do. I will look for just textures oftentimes, or I'll focus on one feature and see what I can do with that. One of my favorite things to do is tell a story. And that's something that it's open enough that my idea can evolve, but closed enough that I can more easily be creative and develop an idea. And that's what happened with some of the pictures that I was showing, like the business suit picture, the corporate ladder picture that I took. That started with a feeling and me saying, okay, how can I explain this feeling in just a picture? How can I show people what I see with just a picture? And that's something that you can do too. You have a whole unique set of experiences as a person Don't go around looking at pictures and trying to replicate them. You have your own point of view that no one else has. Grab a feeling, dissect it, think about it, write it down, explain it, talk about it with yourself, and then put it into a picture. And you're gonna find that your work becomes more personal. Great suggestions. And let's take a moment to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. No matter what type of website you need, Squarespace will make it for you and it will look absolutely gorgeous. Whether it's for your photography portfolio or a restaurant or a dentist's office, head to squarespace.com slash Chelsea, set up your website, totally free. And if you love it, after your 14-day trial, uh, use the coupon code Chelsea and they'll give you 10% off. In the comments down below, I'd like to hear how you find inspiration. And I'd especially like to hear about your broken piano. What broke that forced you to roll with it and ended up producing amazing pictures? Yeah, and I'm curious if anyone else limits themselves to find new ideas like we do. And I also want to know what people think about your broken camera here. I love it, but I know the practical people in the audience will hate it. I'm one of those practical people. I would have thought that this was stupid. But now, once I've actually lived with it, it makes a real difference. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and write a review. That helps us out a lot. Yeah, whatever your favorite podcasting app is. All right. See you next time. Thanks.